for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hello. Welcome to the Case Files of Colombo. On today's episode, your hosts, Aaron Abrams and Kevin Sesher, will be investigating Season 1, Episode 1, Murder by the Book. This is directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Steven Bosco, and starring the great, late Jack Casey as a mystery novelist who murders his writing partner. Joining Aaron and Kevin to discuss this case will be comedian, actor, and amazing, hilarious person, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. He also dresses very nice. Welcome to the Case Files of Colombo. I'm Aaron Abrams. I'm joined here with my good friend, Kevin Sesha. How are you, Kevin? I'm good, buddy. Yeah. Can't complain. Can't you, though? I mean, no, I lots too of late. Things, you already said you couldn't. But not Colombo. Ah, you brought it home. And back on topic. So on this particular podcast, we're going to tackle a classic episode of Columbo and examine all the craziness, the wonderfulness about it uh, with a special guest every week. The special guest we have, Kevin. He's a real special one. You know him from Bajillion Dollar Homes. Bajillion Dollar Properties. Oh, fucking shit. I didn't want to correct you earlier because that's dickish, but now you said it and it's going to be in posterity forever, so I had to correct you. They, this is all being snipped up, right? Yeah, the whole thing's going to be edited out. You know how to, you know these things. They yeah, just yeah, snip yeah. it. That's how you come off so I've great. I've never all the time. released a podcast. <laughs> never in the history of time. <laughs> this will just be the ads <laughs> for other podcasts. <laughs> there will be no original content. Absolutely. He plays the great Dean Rose Dragon on Bajillion Dollar Properties. Yes. What Paul F. Tompkins oh, is his name. Thank Paul F. Tompkins say, is here. Welcome. See if you can guess the identity. <laughs> <laughs> Given these clues. Thank you for being our very first guest, Paul. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, delighted to be here. Just to get into a bit of an origin story, you are kind of the reason, or one of, I think the reason this started as an actual idea, if you want to, Kevin, this all began, Kevin and I don't know each other, really. We do not know each other. We've hung out one time, this is two. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I see the chemistry is going to happen in front of you. That's what's so special. I feel like it's already there. I assumed Ooh. you guys knew each other no. way better than meeting twice. <laughs> no, this could melt really down did. in an inferno <laughs> of bitterness and hurt feelings. and uh, So can any friendship. Zero chemistry. Uh, we, I tweeted, I'd watched a classic Columbo where I didn't quite understand the resolution of the murder. It was the wine cellar one, the Donald Pleasance one. And mm. then, uh, I believe Aaron chimed in, then you chimed in. Half yes. a dozen it other happened people. on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. I follow you cause you're funny and I chimed in and then, and then you chimed in as well. And a bunch of other, like Starly Kine. And, yeah. and then I jokingly said, if anyone wants to start a Columbo podcast, 
I'm game. And then you said, you should do that. You should totally do that, all caps. <laughs> and that I think the all caps is really what nailed it. I was emphatic. Mm-hmm. There was I, two I minutes. meant what I was saying. And when you demand a podcast exist, a podcast then exists, I think is how it works. And there were, there were two minutes where I was like, this is a joke. We're all having a good time on Twitter. And then that DM popped up on Twitter. I opened it up. Good old Aaron Abrams. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm like, let's do it. And what is, so what was your history of Columbo before? Uh, I feel like I didn't have much exposure to him as a kid, but I, maybe about two or three years ago, they were on Netflix and I just started listening and um, was immediately Not watching. <laughs> um, well, you listen first. This is what I, I will do this with classic TV shows. Yeah. First, I'll just shut my eyes yeah. and listen to it. And see, do I like the sound of their voices, their rhythms? It's kind of like the great director James Burroughs does. He'll listen to a take yeah. with his eyes shut to see if it, the music is playing properly. And then he'll open his eyes and you know light, tell people they're doing it wrong. Yeah. Light, <laughs> like, you know, light travel. That's a real thing, by the way. Well, James Burroughs, that's a real thing that James Burroughs, who's like a famous sitcom director, cheers, mm-hmm. you know, everything. He will, like, sometimes listen to it when they're rehearsing. He'll listen to it with his eyes closed to see if it sounds right. <laughs> and, then it, and then he'll give critiques immediately after? Let's imagine I, I guess, so. If, yeah, yeah. if it doesn't sound right, mm. I guess. What is your experience with Colombo? Uh, being, Once I you feel like your I eyes, interrupted please. you. I was just saying, you done? Been, no, I'm tired. Not. You know how light travels faster than sound? <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't, back here. <laughs> I don't let nature dictate how I receive things. So right. no, I say, you know what? I close my eyes. Let me listen first. Let's mm-hmm. let the sound get in there. Mm-hmm. And then I, if, I, if I like what I hear, open the eyes. There we go. Now we've got two dimensions. Now you've earned the right yeah. for me to look at you. Now bring me smell. They've oh, yet to do that. Tough. <laughs> They've yet to do that. <laughs> Bring me touch. They've also... I've been ignored. Uh, I love Columbo. Paul? <laughs> well, let's go to Aaron. Because what... Why... You guys bonded over this. Yeah, I've been obsessed with Columbo since a, since a, since a child. Right. It's not the correct... Since a child turned since, me on to it. That's right. Hey, mister. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Watch a Columbo. Extra, extra. Like a Newsboy cap. A parrot for a second. Oh. Watch a Columbo. I barely have one voice, as you know. So... Uh yeah no I I was obsessed I've seen them all multiple times wow. they were on there was the thing that was on when I got home from school mm-hmm. and I became obsessed with watching them all and that's that I think I've always been obsessed with bad guys in general so it kind of felt like a show about bad guys oh I, that was the thing was astonishing to me rewatching a Columbo for the first time since childhood uh. Columbo's barely in the show <laughs> <laughs> what a sweet gig. That must have been. The longest stretch of time is waiting for Columbo to show up in the episode. Oh, where you're it's, just like, it's, it's like crazy. 19 minutes. And he, he then he goes in. away for yeah, a really long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I, it was astonishing to me. But yeah, I, I same thing. I, those shows that you would see after school are very important. Because right. you will develop a Stockholm Syndrome with any show. If it's on at the same time every day and you're a kid, and it's like, this is my best option. I'm going to watch this. I watched all of the Waltons that way. The oh, Waltons God. was on after school. I, I don't remember anything. I, did I, don't, not I don't remember a single thing about but, the Waltons. I remember the theme song. Oh, man. I watched it all, and I was absolutely invested in it, and it did not stick in my mind for some reason. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I remember that that... It's, it's it's an oasis, you know. You get home from school, and it's yes. like 
I, I can, for an hour, I'll just put all that out of my mind. <laughs> just, watch, just watch these adults. What happened to you at school? Veronica's closet. Just watch just, it. it was school. It sure. was full of school stuff. Sure, sure. Veronica's closet. <laughs> sure. Kick back with it. Oh, God. Veronica's closet, single guy, yeah. double feature. I am learning a lot about you on this second go-round. <laughs> uh, so this, let's get to this episode, I guess. Yes. Okay, so this episode stars Jack Cassidy. This is the first episode. stars Jack Cassidy. Yeah. Was, there, was there a... Uh, there like was a, a pilot okay. that was ye- three years, I believe, before. It was like a movie. What? Yes. So Richard, uh, so Lincoln Levinson, who are the show creators, wrote a play. And, that, and then they turned that into a, a movie, a TV movie starring someone not... Oh, star, no, starring Peter Falk called Prescription Murder. It's very different. <laughs> yeah, Prescription Murder. Diagnosis <laughs> Death. <laughs> uh, which is actually the book. <laughs> if, the, if the diagnosis is <laughs> death. <laughs> wait a minute. The oh, prescription wait a minute. is murder. I do not have a medical <laughs> degree. Paul, 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 I don't have a medical degree. Also, I don't know what words do all the time. Right. Mm. You can't be on top of them all the time. <laughs> no. Where Who do they go? <laughs> You're just one guy? There's 26 letters in different arrangements. I'm in charge right. of all That's of them. 32 teeth? Yeah. What? <laughs> Uh, to say the alphabet with sure <laughs> what yes <laughs> so so I, I love the idea that there was a play yeah it started as a play and then now that play is currently touring with dirk benedict playing colombo no you're kidding me of the he's dead. yeah that's true buddy face man face yeah. i got lots of colombo trivia he's over here i got me. stacks of it <laughs> well the, i think only the character is dead oh. remember that episode of the a-team he did not where face man was the murdered very sad I, yeah. what yeah, yeah. Well, it was prescribed. <laughs> <laughs> mm, fair Doctor's diagnosis. orders. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, um, what was, where, where, so Jack Cassidy. Is that what we're at? Yes. Jack Cassidy. We did have a structure. In this episode. Yeah, yeah. He plays... Uh, he plays Ken slick, Franklin. Plays Ken Franklin. Ken Franklin. Ken Franklin. Yeah. Totally not made up name. Ken Franklin. <laughs> uh, slick as shit sort of murder mystery. Right, He writes as part of a team. Um, and the other half of the team played by Martin Milner oh. of Adam 12. Oh, yeah. He was okay. one of the cops in Adam 12. Plays a real oh. pussy in this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. he's, he's, he's very easily led astray. Yes. Yeah. He's, a, he's a gullible guy. Well, he wants to split up the murder mystery team. And yeah. part of the problem with that is he does all the writing. Yes. Uh, whereas Jack Cassidy does the... The sleeping with the women and the talking. The, the interviews. Sure, all the yeah. interviews. All he the holds glory. up his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The glory. He takes the glory. How many interviews <laughs> was this guy doing? Then Martin Milner was like, great. That's yeah, taken yeah. off my plate. Oof. So I could, <laughs> I could just concentrate on the writing. In the 70s, though, it's like books, TV, and like you could be into bird watching. Like there's no other, there's no internet. It's it was well, huge. The 70s then. was a time where like on on Match Game or something, or on those uh, game shows like that, people would be on there because they were famous from the Broadway stage. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that when you were a kid, you didn't know who they were because <laughs> why would you? You're not. No. You don't know anything about Broadway. You're like this person just famous for being famous, Joanne Worley. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but she was like a person from the theater, Charles right. Nelson Riley. You know what I well, mean? I kind of felt that way about Jack Cassidy, who was basically like a Tony Award winning. Yeah, so, and that he shows up and he acts so famous. I googled him. Like, yes, oh, I guess. he acts famous. There's exactly. nobody who acted more famous yeah. than Jack. Cassidy. I looked him up on IMDb trying to find what is his iconic, the Jack Cassidyest of, and I'm like, I can't get a beat on this guy. He just worked forever in a million things. He was ubiquitous in that time period. And when I was a kid, 
I was I was disappointed that he didn't have his mustache in this. Episode yes, that's later. Because he when he had that mustache, <laughs> like that to me was the coolest look imaginable <laughs> to be like a blonde haired, blue eyed seventies dude with a mustache. Like I wish I looked that cool. Yeah, I wish like, I could oh, look like that. Guy. He somehow had cap teeth before they were yeah, a thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, looked amazing. <laughs> Turtle amazing. Oh, the the color, the Earth Tones color palette of this episode is oh. it's off the charts. So just to clarify how good Jack Cassidy is, I think the man Jack Cassidy, just to get briefly into why I think he comes off so amazing as <laughs> villains, is to know his soul slightly. And so he's this Broadway star who stars in Oklahoma and becomes like this huge deal. They get this no-name to star with him, who happens to be Shirley Jones. They fall in love. Shirley Jones goes to star in the movie Oklahoma. He does not. They go out to L.A. She's the biggest star in the world. He is not. Mm-hmm. He uh, is an alcoholic, and he's bipolar. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Wait, they, Shirley Jones was the biggest star in the world? Well, for a time. She was Oklahoma, and, and what oh, was yeah. the other big Music musical? Man. Music and, Man. Yeah, she yeah. was in a lot of stuff. El- Elmer Gantry, she was in. Mm. Yeah, she had quite a career. Is she she the, quite a career. And the certainly Parker, dwarfed Parker his lady? career. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, she was okay. a regular on a TV show. You know, sure. She was the star of a TV well, show. Well, then that happened. So his career starts picking up, and then she books. she goes to TV, and it happens to be on the Partridge family with his estranged son, mm-hmm. who then becomes the biggest star in the world, dwarfing his career again. Mm-hmm. There's lots of uh, Wait, stuff online. That? Oh, my God. David, what? Cassidy. David Cassidy. I had no idea. He's Are the dad of the Cassidy. Who now looks like Jack Cassidy. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I just put that together. Yes. Then he You're apparently no starts <laughs> getting. <laughs> I'm like the bumbling Columbo, but I'm not faking it. Like, I'm, exactly. I'm dumb. It's, I'm dumb. It's a genuine bumble. I'm charmed, and I just want to talk to my wife about it later. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot shift out of befuddlement. <laughs> and Jack Hassidy died very, very sadly. horribly. Well, it was also apparently a meth addict and like the occult. Oh, I never heard that. Lots of affairs, bisexual. He slept with Cole Porter for quite some time. Oh, wow. You know, how do you know like, how long it went on? I don't know. The <laughs> internet. It was a regular. They had an <laughs> affair, like they a endured. relationship. <laughs> you know how long it went on. That's, that's, that's a fair your, point. That's, that's a fair point. Bumbling Columbo got me again. I underestimated you. Yeah, fair, fair. But what's underneath, I think, is like he has a he has a he has this like song and dance man crispness, and it's very sort of smiley. But there is a fuck you in his eyes. Yeah, like I will murder you. Yeah, I have a something. Under, I'm bipolar, man. I, that's or why something. He, I guess that's why he always plays bad guys. Yeah, it's, he, it's and he, not he, quite he, in his control. It feels there's like. a panache. Yeah. <laughs> there's a panache. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. He was in a bunch of Columbos, right? He did. Three. Yeah, he did three. Okay. Yeah, magician. He's great magician in all one. of them, but. Of the guys who come back, heart. he's the only one who really doesn't try to play a different person ever. No. He's like, I'm Jack Cassidy, yeah, murderer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that what he sounded like in Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah, yes. Hello, There's I'm a Jack bright Cassidy. golden haze on the meadow. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. Oh, come on, Columbo. <laughs> Please, Lieutenant Columbo. Should we roll into the murder itself? So in this clip, Jack Cassidy shows up at his partner's office and is planning to uh, coerce him into taking a trip with him to San Diego, which sounds crazy. Uh, Certainly a crazy way to set up a very intricate murder, but you'll see in the clip uh, their relationship and how easily Jack Cassidy sort of bullies his partner into coming with him. Now, sir, I'm going to kidnap you. What? The aforementioned cabin. Which has been finished for over six months now. You haven't seen it. You're going to be my first male guest. Oh, I can't. First cannot male guest. Why can't you? <laughs> it's all the way down to San Diego. Oh, it's a couple of hours drive. I'll have you home before midnight. 
Yeah, well, I promised Joanne I'd take her to dinner and a show. Oh, that's easy. You pick up that phone, you say, honey, I'm going to be working late at the office tonight. Come on, as soon as we get down there, we'll uncork another bottle of The guy just said he had plans. Well, yeah, I yeah. Almost, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, with, is with you afraid to unwind even for a day. Oh, no, I'm not. Well, then, prove it. <laughs> I almost blame him for getting bullied into what, even without the murder, would have been a super awkward hangout. Like, I've never yeah. fired someone, but I, I've dumped people, and the urge to then immediately hang out with them afterwards seems bizarre. Like, and it's, it's right after, like, Jack Cassidy has, it, it comes out in the episode that he's not speaking to them, like, to, to yeah. his partner and his wife. Like, he's, he's cut them off entirely. Yes. Then all of a sudden shows up with, a, with an unloaded gun. <laughs> Yeah, that he sticks in the guy's face. That's a goof. Yeah, that's a goof, and it worked. <laughs> results speak for themselves. <laughs> so yes, he takes him to the cabin, kills him in his cabin, mm-hmm. as you do. Gets him to call direct, not uh, nah. doesn't involve the operator. No, gets him to call direct so that the wife will fully believe that he's calling from the office. Correct. Gives him the, a little script, you know. Yeah, say yeah, this. yeah, Here's what you do that I yeah. haven't thought about it obsessively for <laughs> <laughs> plotting your demise. Exactly. Something exactly. off the cuff. <laughs> and it's, then he frames the mob. This was the part that was Uh-oh. very difficult for me to follow. Oh, we lost Paul. And I didn't understand <laughs> Jack Cassidy's <laughs> his explanation of it. Of why would the mob want this mystery writer dead? Because the mystery writer, from what I correct me if I'm wrong, oh, yeah. he wanted to start writing serious crime books. Okay, and was going to expose. His next book was going to be an expose of the mob, so of he, various mob he's bosses. He's asking the wrong questions of the wrong people. Mm-hmm. He pushed some buttons. He opened some doors. That's it. This they're is not it. easily closed. Right. Oh. And he left behind a list of names. Yes. yes. Yeah. Which a list has, of names which Jack Hasty found immediately upon opening a drawer. Right. Which Columbo points out was went from the typewriter six feet over to the drawer, but managed to be folded 19 times. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Thought. I think yeah, that's part of uh, the... So Columbo gets introduced now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is, for a pilot episode, this like really hits the ground running. It does not, I mean, it's very different from the first episode from years ago, but mm-hmm. similar to Cheers, I guess. It's like very, it feels like a fully formed show. It's not, yeah. and Columbo's character is certainly fully formed. He's this, his wife, Jack Cassidy, or no, the other guys, the victim's wife mm-hmm. is sort of crying. Columbo won't leave her alone. She doesn't want him around, but he like is like, I'm going to take you home and make you an omelet. He goes and he makes, makes her an the, omelet. She's just heard of her husband getting shot on a, on a phone call, and he disappears. And he insists on making her an omelet, and she's not into it, not into it. And then she comes around like, well, here's I'll what happens. Omelet. Here's what happens. <laughs> that whole family, you can talk him into anything. You here's what it. happens. Yes. So Columbo says, he's making the omelet, and he's got the eggshells everywhere, and he says, you know the secret. She's like, I don't want, I don't want. And he's like, you know the secret of making a great omelet? All milk and no eggs. That's what he says. And he's obviously getting his words mixed up, but that's when she starts coming around. She smiles, and she's like, I'll make the coffee. Now, I ask you, was that brilliant scripting? Because that's like what puts her at ease. Is like, oh, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> or was that Peter Falk a brilliant choice? Or was that a mistake, an acting mistake that Steven Spielberg churned into gold that's the recipe that's how they made, that's how they made the gold he, right they churned we also, i think we also buried the lead this steven spielberg directed oh, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, kind yeah. of a big deal yes written by steven bochco and directed by steven spielberg, spielberg uh, who uh, listeners will know is the director of bridge of spies <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if that was his way of being charming and affable or if that's i his feel like it was certainly a, a choice somebody made a choice to keep that in there yeah or to make that happen i would bet it was on purpose in some way. 
I bet it wasn't just like a. a I also think that, which miss. is why I love this. I think there's that kind of stuff all over the show. Yeah, there's weird. There's a lot more subtext and him. Peter Volk's playing tactics yeah. in ways that you don't see on television anymore. Really? Oh, absolutely. Oh, the, the whole what, one of the things that really struck me was it's very artsy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it looks great, and it, there's a lot of there's a lot of great like '70s style shots and direction in this that I. I just, I, I, it took me, it took me by surprise. It's you know? beautiful. Yeah. It really is. It so looks really cool. And plants yeah. in people's homes <laughs> in furniture yeah. and walls, and it's just but there's lush like and unsettling close-ups and yes. and you know like just some really arty kind of uh, direction on this that it was it was it was a pleasure to watch. Ah. It was a pleasure to watch. I love. Uh, how arrogant he is in this case, in terms of Columbo killers, like he is some kind of hang back. He is right out of the gate, insisting his fictional detective, Mrs. Melville, would be way ahead of Columbo. <laughs> yes. Um, and then that fatal flaw that it's almost like a Columbo lesson um, where he offers up unsolicited inf- information about the murder. He should yeah. know nothing about a little too aggressive, a little too. Well, uh, of course, Columbo, tell me you haven't figured it out by now. <laughs> and then here's like oddly specific information that there's no way you just thought of. Yeah. And Columbo just kind of reeling him in. Yeah. And he's just taking it because he has to know more. He has to know better. What's really important to the viewer is that scene where he's talking to, where Columbo's talking to the guy, the dead guy's wife, mm-hmm. and saying, hey, this guy that you think is your friend killed your husband, and I'm going to prove it. So that's the only time we really see that Columbo yes. knows what he's doing. It's one scene until and, the and it very end. Never happens in any other episode. Yeah. That something like that happens. Yeah, where but, you have to like let the yeah, audience yeah, in and be like, by the way, I'm not a real idiot. Yeah. <laughs> It that was felt, the first episode. Let me just be clear. That seems, there's something that seems very quaint about that. Like, the, the, like for the series, like you saw the first one, right? We'll just assume <laughs> you saw the first one. This is this thing. We don't have to show you again the scene where he gets it until the very end. Right. But it was, it was as a result of that scene, it's so much fun to watch Peter Falk reeling this guy in. And it's because the, the concept of it is almost a tough sell of, okay, first you're going to see the murder, exactly how it was done. You're going to know who did it. And then the fun of the show is watching this guy figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's yeah. really the fun of it? But then it actually works. It right. really it actually is. works. Yeah, like some blowhard at a bar and watching somebody out with them. It's just yeah. so masterful in his calm and affability, just sort of letting them do their thing. Yeah, and but then- is, is, it, is it a testament to the formatters or is it a testament to Peter Falk? Because could anybody else really do this I think and pull it off in that way? It's all Falk. I think it's a lot of Falk. Yeah. It's, it's, because it's like you say, I think the audience gets rope-a-doped almost like the murderer does. We're like, yeah. well, I'm going to be ahead of this idiot. I right. saw him do it. <laughs> and then he, what's great about the show is Peter Falk kind of always outsmarts me. I'm like, oh, that, that folded letter thing is smart. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have thought of that. That's Why right. is the letter folded if he typed it in the typewriter and put it in the drawer next uh, to the typewriter? Use it as a bookmark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate your jackass. I don't hate it. It's so much fun. That guy, I... When I was a kid, I was obsessed with him. I would see him on a thing. Because, wow. you know, it's like you would see character actors. You would know everybody. There were three channels. And so you would just see the same people over and oh. over again. And you would kind of develop relationships with them. Like, I, oh, that guy. I can't stand him. Or this guy. Oh, he's always great. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so Jack Cassidy was because he was always suave and smooth. Um, was very entertaining to me as a child. And really flipped between like broad sitcom-y stuff and like yeah. crazy villains, yeah, yeah. which is exactly what I, I like to see crazy villains who are occasionally 
yeah. broad sitcom guys. But again, three three channels. Yeah. It was like, oh, we need somebody to do the comedy now. <laughs> yeah, do, yeah. Please do the sitcom. And then go over and do Gunsmoke <laughs> or whatever. Who could ever, like to go back to, like, honestly, though, I think it is entirely, it's a little bit the writing and the structure of getting to see when Columbo figures it out and knowing it's inevitable, this sort of unrelenting force of niceness and avuncular charm. But who, like, who could really have done it? Like, even contemporary, like, like John Goodman or maybe uh, like who could have played a that's a really I remember they they did talk about bringing Columbo back I remember the guy some guy wanted to do it and he wanted Mark Ruffalo to do it wow (laughs) Mark Ruffalo is a sort of you want I get Columbo that he's smart behind be a bunch of stuff handsome. he's going to put on. That is the key. It's jarringly handsome. Yeah, that's but the I, other thing. I like I the idea. Of, like, it should be someone kind of slight with uh, messy brown hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they Somebody got Italian. The same hair. Yeah. Should be an Italian guy. <laughs> 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 what, they wanted to use the same coat, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> they already bought it, Paul. Why buy a new coat? It's there. It's supposed to look rumpled. Is he slight, Mark Ruffalo? Slend- is he a diminutive? He's not like a tall guy. Yeah. Right? I don't think that he's, you know. He's a, probably like 5'9", Hollywood height. <laughs> Old double H, Hollywood height? Does that mean 5'6"? Yeah, 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 exactly. With heels yeah, on? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so then, um, so I, what, what, the thing I like about this episode is that all, it sets the template where there's the bad guy underestimating Columbo and getting overconfident and Columbo teasing overconfidence. And then there's a moment where the bad guy's like, ah, shit, this guy's not dumb. Yeah. Where Columbo shows up at his cabin, yeah, and he they, and the Cassie's like, "Oh, this is a surprise that you're here. I didn't see your car." And he's like, oh, "I parked in the shade. You know why I parked in the shade? Because the heat gets in there." And he's like, "Oh, you're paint. so smart. Thank yeah. you. So." And they just they have to both keep up the act of like, "I'm going to continue to pretend like an idiot. And you're going to have to eat it." Yeah, I love that. And he's that, like, that "I'm going to have to continue." Oh, that's the best. It was scene. so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I think there's two of that. I love later <laughs> that Columbo pretends he's interested in buying a cabin, and Jack Cassidy is legitimately no, that's the embarrassed. Same one, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. sex. He's right in legitimately there. embarrassed for him. Like it's way out of his <laughs> price range. Like, no, Columbo, <laughs> I don't think you're going to find what you're looking for. Can it's- we also talk about Jack Cassidy's boating outfit that he's oh, wearing? Wait, is it that. the white trench kind he, of weird? He's wearing cargo. like a yellow windbreaker, <laughs> a white silk ascot. Like some some bell bottom jeans and a like a captain's hat. Mm. He's like cool. Wonder Man from the Avengers. Remember he had that like safari jacket similar. Oh, I went out on a limb there. And you did. A safari jacket there. is not a windbreaker, Kevin. No, no. Yes, so and it never will be. I don't know what clothes are. <laughs> yeah, okay, Kevin's this is a, news. This become a fallback on it for I think for him a little bit. <laughs> that scene in the boat. Take the pants right off my back, Paul. Huh. <laughs> There, there is a thing in this episode, Columbo is in it a little bit less, I feel like, because the sort of the B storyline or the act three is Jack Cassidy running around trying to murder a blackmailer, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's a great actress. Uh, I thought she was amazing in this thing. She was amazing, yeah. And there's, what, who, She's very unsettling. Who could ever know her name? She, <laughs> she also died tragically, right? Oh. Right, yeah. She was another, this, the whole episode is rife with it. She was shot dead with her boyfriend at 36. She was just a new regular on the on Phyllis, I think, was what Whoa. I read. And then she was shot dead. She became oh a- Oh my God. Yep, for no apparent reason. They don't know why. They don't know what happened. Jesus. Let's bring it down for a second. Yep. <laughs> Listen, we're talking about, can't all be fake murders. I love Sometimes people have all, to die for real, Paul. It's all part of the Phyllis curse. You remember that, of course. <laughs> Her flaw was, uh, first of all, she's really unsettling, and I can't put my finger on why. Like, well, she's a little bit unhinged. You put your finger a little bit on why. I can put my finger on why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but it's like, <laughs> if you did not decide to blackmail a murderer of humans, that's your right. But then you really have to go to great lengths to make sure you're not alone with that murderer. Yeah. I liked it, though, That's that your only he was job. like, let's take a boat ride. And she was like, I yeah. don't think that would be a good idea. And he was yeah. like, why? Come on. I think it's a great idea. And she was like, well, you're a fucking murderer, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so, that it's seen is so weird. It's so weird. She's because, like, it's continuing to be seduced by Yeah, her. they're both. They're, I've never seen anything like this where they're both very casually talking about yeah. their arrangement, which is, you're going to give me the, the tiny sum of 50. I laughed out loud when she said $15,000. <laughs> That's what. That's her price for keeping quiet about a murder. Even in the seventies. To a no, Even in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And he, which thank God he later acknowledges, yeah. like I would have given you a lot more money than fifteen thousand dollars. But there, that whole dance that they're doing about, uh, yes, of course, I'm mm-hmm. a murderer and I'm going to pay you this money and you're a blackmailer and oh, you don't want to be lonely on the boat. It's like I don't think it would be a good idea. I mean, you're a murderer and I'm blackmailing you and. Everything's on the table. Everything. Everything. They're so civil about (laughs) it all. The charisma of Cassidy. He looks into her eyes and hand on the hand. The CFC. My God. Uh, And what did you guys think of the ending, how Columbo actually got Cassidy? I guess he started the big breakthrough. He has all these little things that happen. The folded note, the the, the opening the mail, which is a great bit, I think, when he... Jack Cassidy comes home and apparently finds his dead friend on his lawn, but Peter Falk figures out that he must have opened his mail yeah. at some point. Yeah. Which he message, said. <laughs> he's, Jack Cassidy is saying that the mob is sending a message to Jack Cassidy yeah, he's by making, killing this guy. Just in case. <laughs> his <laughs> ego is you really... Get the yeah, yeah. I love yeah. the... Like, too, it's like, oh, you checked your mail, and he's like, I'm in shock. I was not thinking. And he, I think he should have just said, like, I'm waiting for a birthday card. I'm very excited about my birthday. It's coming up. <laughs> Colombo does make the great point. And then fake you having your birthday. This guy was your friend and partner for years. You never showed a single sign of emotion. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. I probably should have <laughs> pretended to be upset about do, the guy's death. What do non-murderers do? <laughs> oh, emotions. Hilarious. But the... The, the when final he, thing, I guess, being that his partner wrote ideas down. And he figured Jack yeah. Cassidy wasn't smart enough to come up with a murder this good. Yeah. And so this idea must have been written down somewhere. The right. sad irony. That was so tragic. So in this clip, you'll hear Columbo uh, explain to Jack Cassidy how he knows he's a murderer. And Columbo could just arrest him. But what's great about it is that you'll hear that he panders to Jack Cassidy's ego in a way that allows Jack Cassidy to let him finish explaining why he's a murderer. Well, come on. Get to the climax, Lieutenant. You're talking to a writer. Am I? That's not what I heard. And that's the key. That you're not a writer. When Mrs. Ferris told me that you didn't contribute to the writing, that her husband did all the work... That's a lie. I had a say to my Just listening to Peter Fox's voice, if you had no idea what he looked like, <laughs> what would you think he looked like? I mean, when short, you hear for that, sure. Yeah, like not a human, right? No. no. Like somebody from another dimension. A feral, underground, troglodyte-ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a Lord of the Rings kind of guy. <laughs> he pronounces writer like it's spelled W-R-I-T-A-H. Writer. Writer. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got a real 70s accent. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, never, yeah, it's never been duplicated or anything. Have you ever seen like him play crazy villains, like a dramatic villain? No. I don't, oh, he can turn that voice. It's the same voice and right. it's terrifying. Like his first big role was Murder, Inc., which is like from 1959 or something where he plays mm. basically Joe Pesci, gangster guy. And right. he's a nightmare. He's this big and he's like, <laughs> and it's terror. He's just murdering everyone. <laughs> 
How could a man with no talent for mysteries make up such a clever murder? If you were that ingenious, you'd be able to write your own books. If you were that ingenious, yeah. <laughs> it's such a setup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. I am a genius. Continue. <laughs> I'll allow this. <laughs> it's so yeah. It's so bitterly ironic and sad. And and I feel like he didn't like some guys love Columbo. Some grow to hate him. This was more contentious than most. But at the mm -hmm. end, he has that line where it's just like, "I had you going for a while, didn't I?" Oh and yeah. Yeah. He just wants oh, his yeah. ego. Yeah. 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 He's the perfect Columbo villain because he's everything Columbo is. And it's yeah. the perfect first episode. He's crisp and he's the cap teeth and the, the weird yeah. tan or not. Rich, I don't even know famous. what his skin is like. Rich, famous. That is also. Oh, and so the, the thing, the, the big, you know, sort of O. Henry twist mm. is that this was Jack Cassidy's one great idea. He mentioned it to his partner yeah. Yeah. and then couldn't believe that he actually wrote it down. Also, he bought the hairbrush for Columbo, but Columbo had cut his hair. Right. And so there's no right. need. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, see extended. But now it made me think <laughs> because the, the it's villains. Like when it are, rains on your wedding day. Yes. Right? Yes, That's right. what we're doing. It's not like when a fly got in your wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, so ironic. <laughs> All uh, the time. The, 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 the character that he plays, it, it made me realize there's a lot of. <laughs> A lot of rich people committing murders in the world of Colombo. Oh, it's, right? yes. Almost exclusively. Rich, it's yeah, rich, fancy people. It's you a class shoot war. A guy, you every episode's a class war. <laughs> yeah. Where he's a fish out of water, and really the only way to make him a fish out of water is to be like, well, the guy has to be rich. He's just right. insanely rich person. Do you think Colombo, when he made Lieutenant, he said, I only want to do fancy murders from now on. Just put me on, I don't want to do <laughs> squalid you know, lower class murders. I don't want to arrest a working man. That's <laughs> exactly. where I come from. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah if yeah. a guy kills somebody with a diamond, I'm in. If he stabs him with a money roll, exactly. otherwise, fuck it. No, thank you. All right. So, in conclusion, did you like this episode? Would you suggest it? What? I loved it. Great. I absolutely would recommend it. Yes. Columbo should be a bigger deal, Paul. Explain to the people why that's true. Do you agree with that? Um, in, in today, I feel like my, in this world today it is both kitsch and quality right. somehow at once but here's the i think that the problem that we're facing is that um as you know you go from three channels to a million channels and there's there's a lot of television a lot of television and so even shows that are these sort of revered classics and and are are known as these timeless examples of uh, of, of perfection in any genre or whatever. There's just more things coming all the time. And so it's hard to, it's hard, to, it's kind of hard to, to keep that pantheon in place because just television won't stop. There's just, it's like, there's a million more shows that have become classic TV shows. Like who even talks about the Sopranos anymore? And that was not that long ago, but it's already kind of, it, it kind of gets pushed way into the background because of, um, you know, this, this really kind of golden age, this new golden age of TV that we're in now, where there's so much good stuff happening year by year, you know, that it's, it's tough. I mean, I think it definitely, it definitely uh, it ran for a long time, and it was a, an extremely popular show and a, and a cultural touchstone for sure. I think still to this day, I think that you know people. Uh, I, I think the cutoff is 
you know, maybe, I don't know, people in their 20s maybe would like the name Columbo wouldn't really mean that much to them, perhaps. But it's still I think it still looms large. But it's like, how often does Gunsmoke come up? You know what I mean? Or Bonanza or something like that. You know, it's like these these things just I don't know. There's there's just not that much room, I guess, in in everyone's in our collective memory. Fair. To have these, these are shows standalone episodes. Mind. There might be room for if you have seventy minutes, yeah, and you don't feel like watching an entire season <clears throat> of Mr. Robot, yeah, then this might be something you would look at. Yeah, it's a procedural, essentially, right? Sure, it's like, you know, but it's it's everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like here's here's this is this guy. He goes about things this way. This is the setup of the show, and you know, if you like that, you're gonna really enjoy watching many many episodes of this show. Yes. You know? I think unlike most procedurals that air, it does a lot of things a little bit differently just with subtext and like what and just like playing around with yeah. like character driven procedurals. Because it's all a, it's, it's about this guy who uh, doesn't carry a gun and his whole shtick is he's a very nice guy who respects everyone who mm-hmm. almost kind of forms these casual alliances with these people. Yeah. And he's never rude in the face of just unrelenting rudeness and yeah. <laughs> dickish behavior and murder. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. You could see like walking into a network and I'd be like, I got the next crazy detective. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is he? Like, he's like a regular detective, only he's totally egoless. And they're like, what? <laughs> what would you, what yeah. are you saying? And they're like, no, he doesn't, he doesn't, bra- he's almost humble to a fault. That's the whole thing is people think he's stupid. How yeah. do you feel about Rumpled? He's yeah, Rumpled. <laughs> he's going to make himself look, wh- I don't even know if he is attractive or not, but we're going to make him look really unattractive. <laughs> Where we're like, there will be no sexual thoughts at all during any episode. We're gonna make him look like he got taken out of the dryer too soon. <laughs> uh, one more thing. On this show, we do a segment called "One More Thing," where we ask you a series of Columbo-related questions. So we have a, a couple of questions where we will ask our guest. We're not gonna hit them all, but uh, if you could choose any historical or, or fictional character to have Columbo go up against, who would it be and why? Hmm. I think. Dick Cheney. Oh, wow. Fucking shit. Rich asshole. I get know. Him, get him right. Rich asshole. Face shooter. Face shooter. <laughs> Face shooter. Yeah. Sure he tried to hunting. murder. Yeah. Like if, if he Columbo, murdered America. <laughs> that's right. right. If Columbo were to, were to get Dick Cheney to admit to all the things that were done <laughs> wow. in the Iraq war. Like, that is beautiful. Of course we made it all up. <laughs> of course we did. <laughs> Come, Columbo. You must have figured out the Iraq war by now. <laughs> Weapons of mass destruction? <laughs> but why wow, would we fantastic. go into that country? <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> so the scratch on the other side of the head, I think, is the secret <laughs> yeah, exactly. key to the Columbo. Exactly. It goes all the way Only around. Only a dumb guy would yeah, do yeah. that, right? <laughs> when will he find that pencil? <laughs> when? Which pocket? How about the cigar? <laughs> oh. How unwelcome must that have been? Yeah. In an Everywhere. operating room? Yeah. In a children's Anywhere. hospital? No one says hey. shit. No one says, would you please put out yeah. that disgusting thing? First of all, yeah. <laughs> so you were asked to choose a number. This is one of our several questions. Yes. Here. You were asked to choose a number between 1 and 3,000. <laughs> that's right. And you chose, do you remember the number you chose? Uh, 12. Yeah, that's right. You chose 12. We matched that up with a uh, uh, star meter on IMDb. And if we were to do a modern day Columbo starring mm-hmm. the actor, the number 12 actor uh-huh. on Star Meter, I'd like for you to just like maybe pitch what that show would be, what that episode would be. Ready? The number 12 actor is mm. Chris Pine. <laughs> wow. 
So a modern day Columbo, Chris Pine is the bad guy. Oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah, I think he's the villain. Yeah, okay. Columbo is trying to catch Chris Pine as okay. a something. All right, let's see. He is a uh, Las Vegas DJ. Oh, fucking great. <laughs> uh, he has murdered his rival, uh, uh, played, uh, it's, it's Borges playing himself. <laughs> I learned that, that from a billboard. Holy right. There's a DJ named I Borges. I can't believe, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he has killed him by uh, coding the the keys of his laptop mm, with wow. a, uh, a, uh, a relatively fast-acting poison. Like, it takes, you know, a day to soak right, So he has an alibi. Skin. Yeah, so he's got an alibi, yeah. Um, and then he, of course, takes over the, the slot as number one DJ in Las Vegas. Wow. And, uh, and so Columbo. And it's also, this makes it a fun... Like end of the season type episode where he's got to go we're to going Vegas. to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, there's 14 time <laughs> entertainer of the year Danny Gans yeah. factor <laughs> into the. Sadly, no. Oh, sadly, no. Because I, I think Mr. Gans has passed on. What? Oh no, I believe so. Oh, believe this seems so. nice that we keep talking about death though. It's like a runner. It's a show about murder. <laughs> yeah, right. This I mean, makes sense. Oh, Columbo never. Yeah. He never investigates like a stolen bike, right? Yeah. No, no, no. It's no. Only no. murder. Only yeah. murders. Okay. All right. If you were to commit a murder, Ooh. how would Columbo catch you? What would be your mistake? Oh if, my Paul. God. If. First of all, just to talk about murders <laughs> yeah. for a second, Jack Cassidy quickly confesses, I would never do that if I was a murderer. After Ever. he's saying, you at least wait till you get into court. At a least lawyer. wait. Take your chances with a lawyer. Like right on the spot. Oh, yeah. Like he's, like he's uh, tired. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of lying <laughs> about that. A sly that. smile. Yeah. Here we go. I'll well, trade this for one thing, a compliment. He does. Will that, you admit it? Yes, I will. That also... Every Columbo ends with the murderer oh, that's confessing, what I mean. right? Yeah. Every, every. He breaks all of them. The majority, yes. I, yeah. Because they all think they're his friend after a while. They're just like, oh, let me, just between you and me, I totally did it. Yeah. It's like they all kind of end like that. Like, ah, you got me. Good for you, buddy. Did you? Did oh, you wait, I'm going to jail. Oh, no. Did it's you crazy. read my rights already? Because <laughs> it doesn't count if it's before the part where you say anything I say can be used against me. I think the crazy Desmond Norman dish one. She doesn't. Norma Desmond? What? Desmond Norman. Wow, that's a... Can we flip that? Norma Desmond. Desmond Norman. Norman. Do you smell toast? The, oh, no. Wait a minute. Everything's spinning. Uh, where she sort of passed her prime, and he sort of leaves her. He doesn't even arrest her. I think she... Oh, yes. No, he lets her, he lets her get away with her. Yeah, she'll probably kill herself. That, that's what happens. Wait, what? Yeah. There was an episode where a, 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 she has dementia. Mm-hmm. She kills someone pretty well for someone with dementia, by the way. But he has, she has dementia, and instead of arresting her, she was been given Is six it months. Oh, she's been given six months, and so he's like, you know what? I'm not going to ruin your entire legacy. I'm going to let you. I'm not going to arrest you. And he like wow. leaves and doesn't arrest I'm let her. you. Maybe wow. murder three or four more people. Yeah, and you're dement- your way out the door. dementia. Haze. I'm going to assume you got that out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> it's the honor system here, Barry. <laughs> You're promising me. Everybody, every demented person gets one. Yeah. What episode is that? Fool me once. Uh, I can text you. Please. It's a I'm, solid one. There's almost, it's, 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 it's Janet Lee also, I think. Oh, my God. Is it yeah, really? it's Janet wow. Lee. Wow. Amazing. Mm. There's great guest stars all through yeah. this thing. You know who else is a great guest star? Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, oh. Thank you for coming. Thank you for this having me. This was the greatest. Thank you so much. This and thank you for, you know... Helping push this into existence. Thank you. Where we had to talk about Columbo. Thank you for giving me a reason to watch Columbo again. Oh, hey. Yeah. How about it? Hey. I regret nothing.
Listen, we really Je appreciate it. Ryan. Getting yeah. our shaky podcast legs under us. You can shepherding like, us. Absolutely, you can pull up all those pauses and posts, baby bird style. Yeah, if there were pauses. Yeah. I was racing. <laughs> I felt I felt like I was racing. <laughs> that Desmond Norman part, we're gonna not. That's not gonna make it, right? That's gonna stay right oh, in there. Oh, that's <laughs> Desmond Norma. It's a good name. I yeah. Hi, I'm Desmond. Norman. Oh, there's no one with that name. We don't. How do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> we got a name compendium, and that's not in it. I don't think so. Is there a one more thing before we're done? Technically, those questions probably should have been like, we're done, and then I'll say one oh, more thing, right? and then there'd be another question. You tricked me. Yeah. We'll do that for next time. <laughs> Here's what you do. The one more yeah, thing yeah. is an intensely personal question. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Think the last one more thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like, how many times do you masturbate a week? <laughs> Why is man? Why is man? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, okay, we're done. Yeah, one more who thing. answers? Yeah. <laughs> What's the meanest thing someone ever said to you? Oh, oh. Don't answer that. Oh, I even brought oh, it into your brain. So sorry. I can't I can, even think of a. I can't even think of a single one. I'll top it right now. Oh, so, so no uh, one's there, ever. No, there's there's a there's a lot of candidates. Oh, I see. It's just noise. <laughs> yeah, there's a cloud of <laughs> all yeah. them shouting at once. It's just for just supremacy. Just a beehive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Paul, you are a delight. Thank you. Guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Rhea Butcher is our guest. Oh boy, she's amazing. And she's going to be discussing John Cassavetes being a murderous machismo maestro in season two, episode one of Columbo. So uh, put that in your ears. If, if, why don't you? Uh, one more thing. The Cage Files of Columbo is a Howl original and a production of Midroll Media. Brought to you by managing editor Jenny Radlett and producer Robert Perry. And a very special thanks to Kevin Pollack for being our own personal Columbo. You know what else is great besides podcasts? Inspiration. The feeling of being inspired. That's true. That's a true thing I said. And uh, Chris Tallman, amazing, hilarious human being from Super Ego and Comedy Bang Bang. He has a podcast on Howl called Next Level. He has inspirational guests amazing guests every week coming on and talking about what inspires them and who inspires them and then they bring who inspires them i mean it just never ends it's like an inspiration uh, escher painting did he paint or did he draw listen i don't know who knows these things what i do know is howl has this show called next level uh, chris tallman is uh, hilarious and his guests are amazing and inspirational This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que nos está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Oh, donde sea. Spanish Aki Presents.
Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.